Today, I've got some big news to talk about. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm still in shock thinking about this. Now, today's topic is going to be about career goals that I've hit. For a little bit of context, I've actually been struggling with uh, imposter syndrome, self-consciousness, right? And it's been taking a toll on my performance, both my health and my career. I haven't been failing per se, but I have high expectations of myself and I haven't been able to hit those higher levels. But despite that, I was able to still get a big victory and bring it to uh, Western Michigan University. We're going to be talking about that in just a little bit. Hello and welcome to FGC Philosophy. My name is Tavian the Philosopher Napier, and this is where we talk about topics that I think are going to help us all level up, improve mentally, strategically, intelligently, in different kinds of ways. And we discuss that and we explore those topics. And I use my own experiences as kind of a sounding board, as an example, not the way to be, but only my experience and how my journey has affected me and what I've learned along the way. Sometimes we have guests on the show, and sometimes I ride solo. Today, I'm riding solo, but if you missed last week's episode, make sure you check it out. I had CLG's Chris CCH on the show. He had a conversation with me. If you don't know who that is, he's a professional Street Fighter V player who is on Team CLG in Street Fighter League Season 5. I think they're on 5 or 6. It's, it's ridiculous. I'm going to put links down below to make sure you guys check it out for the podcast, but also Street Fighter League specifically, because I, I think the format is amazing. It keeps getting better every year, and I'm really excited to see where it goes, especially with Street Fighter 6 right around the corner. So make sure you check that episode out. But for today, let's get into some topics before we get into our main topic. I've had a few topics that I haven't talked about in a while. Now, specifically, their life and career updates, and I like to check in with those and be accountable. I like to hold myself accountable and use the, the audience as a way to help me have that accountability, have that extra pressure. Hopefully, that makes sense. That's part of the reason why I made this content or why I've been making this content for the longest time. Uh, and that has been a whole can of worms and conversation that I'll, I'll save for another day. Many of you know the story off of content, but nonetheless, let's get into those topics, shall we? Now, in terms of life updates, I mainly want to talk about the health and mental. That's something that I've been really trying to improve, and I do feel like I've been doing that. As many of you know, I have been suffering with depression, and I've been taking some medication for the first time in my life. Uh, I've had depression for most of my life. I had a small chunk in my 20s and late 30s where I didn't affect, where I didn't really feel depression at all, uh, which was great. Most of my life from like 15 to I would say eight years old to about 20, 21, I definitely had depression and, and worse thoughts. So it was exciting to have that sense of, of clarity, of, of vision, of not worrying about tomorrow. Uh, and during the pandemic, that shifted. Getting laid off, having a kid, buying a house, all these pressures all hit me at once. And I just didn't know how to process all of it. It was all so new and it, life was harder than when I was just living by myself. So working on myself is a lot harder now. It's a lot more complicated for me. And it's been hard to kind of visualize what I want to do and how I'm going to fit that into everything that I do with my career, with having a kid, having a family, and having own personal goals that I want to hit as well. Things kept falling off, and health was one of those big topics. And now that I have a full-time job again, I have a steady income again, it's time to focus on my health. I'm not saying that's an excuse because I didn't have the money before, 
But now I definitely can't use it as an excuse because I have access to two different gyms and I have a treadmill at home. There's, there's no excuse, you know, and I can eat healthier. So that said, I have been doing better. I'm not where I want to be yet, but I've been pushing myself and pushing myself and working on getting better sleep. That's not perfect yet either, but I'm getting more sleep and I'm getting more sleep consistently. So I did get sick and that sort of threw off everything because I had to take a day off of work and, and I just slept in because I just had to sleep for like a whole day. It was crazy. But either way, you know, I'm working on getting a personal trainer. That's something that I've wanted for a long time. And I'm really excited that now I'm really close to having a, a personal trainer and not having to pay for it is even cooler because of the resources at my job. Uh, I can have that. I also have a backup plan of uh, a workout routine that I used to have that I found and will use if I don't wind up having a personal trainer it doesn't work out or the scheduling just I can't get it right. So I have a plan B in case plan A doesn't work. My wife and I have also been talking about health and wellness, both mentally and nutrition-wise, and also exercise. She has her own schedule when it comes to working out and everything, but we kind of talk about it, and we both want to get healthier, right? There's definitely things that we're experiencing in our, our 30s, and she's uh, 40, I think, now. <laughs> uh, but we've both been trying to push each other to do better. And we're still trying to do that, especially with being an example for a young four-year-old, you know? So overall, I'm not doing what I want to be doing just yet, but I do feel like I'm on the right track. I still have a ways to go, but I'm not really worried about the end result as much as I used to be during this pandemic. I'm not as like eager to try to get some sense of financial stability or, or health stability. I, I feel more comfortable in different areas of my life. So I can not stress as much and work on the health side of things. And I'm really excited to continue that journey. Now, let's talk about career updates. Some of it is kind of connected to this episode, and I'll, I'll elaborate on that a little bit later on. But in regards to my job, I do work at Western Michigan University as the assistant director. Essentially, I run the esports program and run the production and the arena. So I handle rentals, I handle production, event organizing. I also am the head coach and coach one of the teams personally. I do a lot, okay? And it's sometimes it's a little bit unclear, a little bit foggy as to what exactly I need to be doing all the time. I get the most important things done, but I feel like I want to get ahead. I want to get more organized and I want to get more efficient. And doing that has been hard because I don't know what I need because my job has never been a thing before. My specific job, there's not really a cookie cutter way to do it. You know, I've worked in a lot of restaurants. I've also worked at box stores like Lowe's and GameStop. So I am familiar with following a process that many people before me have done, but I've never been in a position where I'm the person that has to create the process, adhere to that process, and then train other people on how to do that process and delegate that. It's a lot, all right? And I'm doing it pretty well, but it's still very overwhelming. And that clarity to do things has been getting better. I've been studying more. I've been looking at resources and trying to get more organized. I'm going to be looking into using the campus resources even more to improve my personal skills and ask for different volunteers or help or hire different people. But I, I am getting that clarity of what I want, what that looks like, and how to get there. All of those things are really important, and it, it feels good to be going in that direction. Still have a long way, I feel, but I'm trying not to sweat that again, the end result. I'm not trying to focus on that. I'm trying to just 
enjoy the process. Focus on the process. Be present. That's mainly what I'm trying to do outside of getting that clarity and getting it written so that I can transfer that information to other people. As I already alluded to as well, more organization is something that I'm working on. I have a lot of various documentation and notes and information to keep track of all the different things that I'm doing. And that gets a little tough sometimes. So I've been trying to utilize the materials that I have, the resources that I have on campus and just also using YouTube and any other ways of getting ideas on organizing, prioritizing and delegating, and communicating, all that stuff. Organization is very, very important and it affects many of the other things and how quickly and efficiently anything can get done. Production is the most clear because there's a start and a beginning, you know, start and beginning, a start and an end. <laughs> there's a start and an end to live production. So it's really easy for me to adhere to some sort of procedure that follows what I think a professional esports production would look like. Uh, I already have that in my head because other people have done that. So I just did it my own way. I added my own flair and utilize the resources that I have on campus, which are some really great resources. I use vMix. We have a very powerful PC. We have two of them now, so I can delegate creating replays. We have a whole lighting, lightboard console and a big audio mixer. We have a different room for our caster station, a bunch of really cool stuff. And uh, over the years, I've accumulated a lot of that information, and now I can delegate a lot of that. Still not perfect, still not completely organized, but it's not bad. I already have that process and a lot of experience doing it between working there in 2018 and doing tournaments from my own and other tournaments that I've entered, competed, commentary, uh, attended, all that kind of stuff. So much more comfortable in the production realm. And the last topic I already talked about as well is communicating. Communication is a very important job and all three of these topics are very interconnected. I didn't really notice that prior to having this this episode be recorded, but it's something that seems pretty obvious. So they're all things that I'm always working on. And when it comes to communication, it's not always easy to figure out what needs to be communicated when. It, it goes back to that organization, that, that vision, that clarity. If I don't have the clarity, I can't really communicate what I want as well or what I think needs to get done and who needs to do it. Uh, I also tend to be a little bit more laid back and, and lax with letting people kind of figure out their own thing. But I've realized there's kind of a give and take to that, especially with different people. Some people can just do exactly what I need them to do and they can be creative and create things on their own. Other people need specifics and a, a format. I tend to fit somewhere in the middle. I like to have that wiggle room for creativity, but I also like having a structure, a process that is very clear cut. I've been talking to my staff, both my higher ups and my staff that work at the arena and having that discussion and working on what needs to get done. So communicating is a very broad term and I mostly mean relaying information that's important so that we can make the steps get done that need to get done. Does that make sense? Let me know if that makes sense. Hopefully it does. So overall, these are the three topics that I'm working on uh, as much as I can on a daily basis. I'm thinking about these things and trying to improve in them. Uh, again, you know, I talked about imposter syndrome. These are things that I feel very self-conscious about sometimes, but I still try to push through all of that despite it. It's kind of like I have this person that's nagging me in the background and I'm ignoring them. Like I have those thoughts of self-consciousness, but I still apply myself as hard as I can with the energy that I have, which will go back to health. The more energy I have, the more I can get done. The better I take care of my body, the more energy I can have. 
you see the cycle here. You're starting to see the big picture here, you know? <laughs> and I understand all this. And nonetheless, I'm just excited to see that I'm making progress in these areas. Uh, but I still have a long way to go in terms of handling the mental, being more organized, and, and getting more healthy. So overall, in terms of a check-in, I feel pretty good about it. In the day-to-day, -day, it doesn't feel that way. But talking about it and expressing it via this podcast, I can see that I have a lot to be proud of, but I also have a lot more that I'm climbing to hit. All right, so let's dig into this topic. I am so excited to talk about it. For those who don't know, I coach the varsity Rocket League team for Western Michigan University, and I have a pretty good team. I don't say that to brag or to put down any other opponents. I say that genuinely, knowing that there are still stronger opponents out there that have beaten us pretty unanimously, pretty uh, definitively. But there's many challenges that I've had with working with this team and balancing the rest of my duties. And I've been feeling very self-conscious about this topic specifically. I do feel like in some ways I didn't give the students as much attention as I would like, but I also gave them space to figure out things on their own. And with getting more organized, as I talked about before, and getting better with communication and, and that visual, uh, I've been able to kind of reel in my interaction with the players. I'm still learning. I'm still coming up with ideas, and I'm trying to still be consistent. Uh, but I, I do feel like this major victory that we had is some sense of validation in a way. You know, it, it's not like I need validation, but it's nice to have that, that victory every now and then. And to get to the main topic, it is a, a tournament that we won. If you don't know what CRL is, it is the Collegiate Rocket League Tournament. It's the most prestigious tournament that a college esports team for Rocket League can enter. And we qualified. The way it works is they do multiple tournaments in different regions. They have two East Coast tournaments, which are what we entered in. There's a West and a couple of other regions as well. And they've expanded into different countries. Like I know they have Mexico and Canada. I think they might have other teams across the ocean on the other side. Not positive on that one. Still doing my research, still learning about what all needs to get done. Uh, but in order to do that, we had to enter a tournament to qualify for the bigger tournament. There's going to be a whole league and a season that happens uh, for the people who get to the top eight. You know, I'm, I don't follow a lot of traditional sports. And so this is the first esport that I'm really, really following closely. And I follow CRL and I follow RLCS, which is the pro scene, but I haven't followed collegiate up to higher. We've never gotten this far before. We've applied every single time for like the last two years, but this is the first time we've ever qualified. So now we got to actually look into all the finer details. Uh, there will be an in-person portion of the tournament, but that's later on down the line. For now, it's all an online portion. And I just, I'm so in shock. It was a crazy day. We were at the arena and online. Some people were remote and sick and just playing from home. It, we were there playing from almost 10.30 for some of us. Around 12 is when the tournament started, but we warmed up beforehand. We talked strategy and, and kind of got into the right mentality. And we were there until like 6.30, playing games and talking strategy and trying to make sure that our, our mental was good. Uh, we have several subs that were there watching the whole entire time and, and encouraging it. It was such an unreal experience. And I wish that we had at least recorded our reactions or something because it was just so crazy of a moment. Like it's a moment that only the, the seven or eight of us actually experienced. One player was actually on the phone who graduated already. So he graduated from the varsity team and from the college, uh, but he was on a call, video call, watching it on the monitor, hilarious, but that was really awesome. And just watching our players just compete and the, if I could fully explain the feelings behind that, there's been some struggles with working with the team. I have a very strong team of 
great kids, great young adults that have been really grinding this game and also, you know, working on their career, going to college. It's really hard to balance. And I've had to make some hard decisions and had to push some of these players harder than I felt I would like to do. And as I said earlier, I'm a fairly lax person. I don't like to be very hard on players. But when it comes to coaching a team, not life coaching or performance coaching, but coaching a team, you can't always be completely nice and worry about feelings. You have to be honest and blunt and direct about what the situation is. There are times where, depending on who you're talking to, you have to navigate that very carefully. And I, for the longest time, I felt like I wasn't doing it well, right? It It's hard to explain because our team always performs well in tournaments. But when it comes to getting to that higher echelon, playing against those stronger teams that might have pros on them, we would lose. And sometimes we would lose games that I think we could have won. And we only lost purely because of the mental aspect of it. And that's a really hard thing to coach with a lot of players. And every single individual is so different that there's no cookie cutter way to handle it. You got to get to know the individuals and the team and the dynamic uh, and how they all operate both as players, but also the mental aspect of it, the kind of hierarchy, social hierarchy, not like one person's above the other, but some people are looked up to because they're better players, uh, but some people might also be very knowledgeable and also just have a good, I don't know that, another word for it other than vibe, but a, a good aura, right? Uh, an entertaining aura, one that kind of uplifts the morale in different ways. Some people make them laugh, some people kind of make them distracted to get away from thinking negative thoughts. And that's a whole dynamic you really have to think about. And entering this tournament, and the second one, as a matter of fact, there's two qualifiers, as I said before. The first qualifier, we didn't win. We did pretty well. I think we went five and two, maybe four and two. We always enter two teams and both of our teams got at least two wins. They both performed very, very well. And I was super proud of them then. But this time they had to play, I believe, a total of eight matches, three of which, one, two, three, four of which <laughs> have been a five best of five, right? So a bunch of best of threes and then a couple of best of fives. That's a maximum of five games per best of five and a maximum of three games per best of three. And our team was all the way up to winner's bracket on winner's side. We were beating schools that we've lost to before. We had some great matches. And I'll actually post a link to the bracket so you guys can check it out for yourselves. But it, it was nuts because we went through teams. We got also had a couple of redemption victories. There are two teams that we won against that just felt so good to win against because they've beaten us before. GVSU, Grand Valley State University, they're a great organization. Their program is great, and they have a really cool uh, lab for their esports teams, like their training area, and they also have like a little bit of a production area as well. It's very cool. They have a little stage in there, I believe. Uh, so it's, it's a really nice facility. I recommend checking it out if you are in that area. But they've beaten us in two different tournaments. I know they beat us in a kind of a rival match where we had the two schools specifically do a couple of games like Overwatch and Rainbow Six and League of Legends. And one of the games that we did lose was Rocket League. And we, we made it all the way to Grand Finals in another tournament that they were also in. But Every single time we played them, we just couldn't beat them. But there was always situations where one of our strongest players wasn't on the team or one of our strongest players was coaching rather than playing. So it, there was always a circumstance. And then we finally played them once in another tournament or online, or I think it was a scrim. That was it. But we finally got the victory over them, and that felt so good. 
We also got to play against Kent State, which we have a history with them as well. They were a team that beat us in the top four for the MAC League. The MAC League is the Mid-American Conference. That's what Division I schools compete in. Teams in the Midwest, I believe. So Western is a D1 school. So we entered the MAC League in esports. They started getting into esports and Rocket League is one of those games they support. And as I said earlier, we got into the top eight and then qualified to go to Ohio once we got into the top four. That's a whole nother story. And there's an episode that I'll link to about that whole story because it was it was a crazy day. It was a crazy day is what I'll say for now. But we wound up losing to Kent State when we got there. Uh, they beat us, I believe. I don't think it was a 3 all I think it was three to two, if I'm not mistaken. But either way, we lost to them, which is frustrating because we beat them earlier in the league and we beat them pretty, pretty easily. So it was a little bit frustrating. And then we played them in bracket in winner's finals and ended up losing. <laughs> and that was the best of five. And we were a little bit defeated, but hey, we were in loser's finals at the very least. So we were already riding high. We already beat GVSU, which was a, a school that we were really excited to beat. Uh, we, we had a couple of wins. We were on winner's finals, and now we're in loser's finals. So it was all icing on the cake at this point for, for most of us. At least for me, I was very proud of our players. But we still kept the mentality that we wanted to win. We stayed hungry. We played another college in loser's side and won that one. Went back to... Grand finals on loser side to play Kent State again. And this was a crazy series. Now, if you don't know, in a double elimination bracket, you have to lose two times. We had already lost once, and Kent State had beaten us, so they haven't had a loss yet. They're on winner's side. We had to beat them twice in order for us to win, and they only had to beat us once. So the cards were stacked against us. We were getting tired. One of our players was also very, very sick and the fact that he played, it reminds me of the Michael Jordan situation where he had the flu. I don't remember exactly the game and all that kind of stuff in the year, yada, yada, yada. But most of you guys probably know that story. But our player was really sick. He was playing home remotely, and you could hear him coughing and sneezing, and he sounded all stuffed up. But he powered through it and still was able to play with the team. And in the first series of best of five, we actually wound up sweeping him 3-0. And we were feeling good. We were excited. We were, you know, really, really just trying to keep the momentum, hopped right into the next game, and we lost the first two games. And out of nowhere, now we're sitting here 0 and 2. We're sitting here 0 and 2. We lose again, we're out. So we had to really have a conversation, buckle down, get specific about what we needed to do, and reverse swept them. 3 0 them. Now, obviously, they had two, but three games in a row, we won, brought it back, and it was another banger of a series. It was crazy. I really wish we had streamed it. We, we have the recordings in-game because Rocket League is great, but we don't actually have, you know, any commentary or anything like that. But man, if you were there, the the seven or eight of us, just all the players and myself just, you know, killing time between games, kind of keeping the morale high, playing a couple casual games, just having conversations. Man, we played so well. And we brought it back from loser side to take the dub and I just couldn't have been more proud and we all just yelled so loud in that arena uh, or at home just yelling in the headphones we all we're all on discord but most of us were standing up that we're watching the game because we just couldn't sit down we were so in it and nervous we were trying to keep ourselves calm just to keep the players calm man it it was it was nuts and it was unreal you know it's just something you don't process and then you know CRL the company that makes Rocket League run CRL, Psionics, and they tweet out the victory. So you see us with eight other schools that got into the qualifiers from different tournaments. Uh, it, it just was nuts to see. And telling my bosses and just being so excited and telling the rest of the team and the program, uh, it, it felt really good. 
And to go back to that topic of, of validation of self-consciousness, it just felt like a win for myself in a way. Like I can't take credit, and I never will for the players because they put in the work. But at the very least, I wasn't a detriment to the team. And, and it does feel like the things that I say do catch on. The, the way that I'm trying to help the players, I do feel like I see those results. But in the moment or in the day-to-day, -day, sometimes it doesn't feel like that. You don't always see the results that you hope for when trying to cultivate these minds and these players. But in the end, it came full circle. And the players worked well as a team. They never really worked bad as a team, but when it comes to playing at the highest level of collegiate esports like Rocket League, you, you can't make mistakes. You have to be consistent, locked in at all times. And we didn't always have that. It just was something that would happen when we were cracked under the pressure at the highest level of the competitions. We just didn't get there. And getting into CRL is a huge deal, if you guys didn't know that. That's a really, really big deal. And I don't mean to like hype it up or emphasize it, but just qualifying is... That's it. That's great, you know? But now we get to play against the highest caliber of teams and have that be broadcasted for everyone to see. It's, it's hype. It's amazing to have that acknowledgement, to have a team that without any sort of scholarships, mind you, which we're working on, we're working on that, not there yet. But despite the fact that we don't have any scholarships, we were able to form a team that can compete with teams that do offer scholarships and have former pros on their team. We did that. Our team did that. And that's, that's great. And I want to... You know, kind of champion myself because I am very hard on myself. I'm hard on others sometimes in, in different kinds of way, but I have high expectations of myself. And I felt like this team could get to that level, but I also was afraid that pressure could get to them. Pressure and, and succumbing to it is something that's totally understandable. It's hard to play with so much pressure. You know, you really want to get this win and you have to push out all these thoughts and you have to only focus on playing the game and recognizing and adjusting to these really, really good players. And if you make a mistake, they might capitalize on it and vice versa. It's hard to do that. But they did. And I couldn't be more proud. I couldn't be more happy. It's only one part of my job when it comes to the esports program. But it is probably one of the things I'm most proud of at this point. I've I've done some really awesome things, and I hope to do even more awesome things. But this, I don't even know how to express how I feel about it. And I'm just grateful, right? That's one word I can definitely say. I'm grateful for the experience. I'm grateful for these players. I'm grateful for the job. I'm grateful that we won. <laughs> so now we do have more games to play, which isn't a bad thing at all. Uh, we have a tough road ahead of us, but we're going to try to fight it as long as we can and see how far we go and try to do better next year as well. So I'll keep you posted on that as I get more updates. But thank you guys for your support. Thank you for your words of encouragement. When you guys hit me on Twitter or comment on here on YouTube or any of the podcasting apps, when you hit me up in person or talk to me on Discord, that means a lot. And I really, really appreciate it. And the people who are on the Patreons, I appreciate you guys as well. Just the fact that you're willing to give me money for doing what I do, uh, it means a lot. And I want to make sure everyone understands that. So thank you guys so much for your continued support. Look forward to more content. I did get a new editor. Uh, I've never had an editor before, so this is the first time. <laughs> so when you edit this video, shout out to you. Uh, I, hopefully this is easy to edit and I, I look forward to much more. So thank you guys so much and I will see you all in the next one.